Heads up, everybody. I'm B. Francis Clark. And I'm Anton Anderson. And this is Sky is Black, future-facing conversations with experts, innovators, and entrepreneurs of African descent. And we cover the whole African diaspora here, there, and everywhere. Worldwide, baby. That's right. Worldwide. Shout out to Bethlehem Alemu. Bethlehem is the founder of Soul Rebels, making handcrafted footwear with sustainable materials from their workshop in Addis Ababa. Nice. They ship to every country in the world, and you can learn more at soulrebels.com. That's S-O-L-E, rebels.com. Shout out to Munir, uh, the top tech geek on Twitter. You can find him on Twitter at Real Top Tech Geek. And Munir, we've mentioned you earlier on a previous episode. What, what? We see you out there. Mm-hmm. You're like getting gaming chairs and good microphones, probably a better microphone than I'm using, but we see you out there living your best life. And shout out to you for doing it, for really making it approachable and showing off cool tech as it comes in. Shout out to Tage Kenne Okafer. Tage is a writer for TechCrunch, covering startups and investment activities in Nigeria and the rest of the motherland. But even more than that, Tage is that dude who reminds us each week and in various ways that the road to Wakanda is being paved expeditiously. Nice. You can follow him on Twitter at U-L-O-N-N-A-Y-A. So again, big shout out to the TKO, Tage Kenny Okafer. A shout out to Nestle for unveiling a 1.25 billion euro plan to support cocoa growers in Ghana and Cote d'Ivoire. Um, actually, you know what? That's not really a shout out to them. I mean, come on. <laughs> They've been exploiting people out there, um, the uh, the farmers and everything who are building the cocoa that... Uh, that produces the chocolate. You know, Nestle is a major chocolate producer. And they're finally getting back to zero. So, I mean, getting back to where they're actually supporting the farmers. You know, these amazing chocolates that are coming out of there. Um, so, yeah, good for you, Nestle. You know, right on. But Racism plus humanism equals zero. Yeah, you're coming back. You're coming back to zero. So the short answer is, though, they are um, doing a program to enhance their... It, it says it even. They're... they're it says Nestle has unveiled a plan to enhance the ethical credentials of their chocolate business, which means what? Prior to that, it wasn't so ethical. So shout out to whoever prompted them to get back to zero ethical practices. Um, and so Google it, find out. I'm not going to give them a direct link. Shout out to Omar Degan. Omar is a Pan-African architect and the founder of Do Architecture, an architecture firm working between Italy and East Africa with a mission to advocate for an architecture that promotes cultural diversity, peace, justice, and human dignity. You can follow him at Omar underscore Degan, D-E-G-A-N, and learn more at doarchitecturegroup.com. <clears throat> um, so I've got some non shout outs. I'm not sure what happened. Maybe I just haven't, my coffee hasn't kicked in or something. Um, because I've got like a non shout out to the Kansas City Star and I've got a non shout out to the Baltimore Sun. And the reason why I'm saying them as non shout outs is that they're apologizing for the things they've done, the shame they feel for their, uh, past publication, uh, that helped promote 
racism and segregation and things that um, really damaged people in those communities. And so I bring it up because, okay, you're good. You apologize. We can now begin to move forward, and we are a forward-facing podcast. So I'm glad you did it. I'm glad you're acknowledging it, and now we can move forward. I'm not sure if you need a trophy for that, um, but I'm glad you're doing it. So, you know, sort of, I guess, you know, it's about time out to, well, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, how you'd say it, but uh, and it's about time to the Kansas City Star, and it's, and it's about time to the Baltimore Sun. It's about time. And shout out to you, fellow Wakandans, for joining us in the Pure Vibranium Circle. So, we are a global podcast, That's which right. means we have to give props to Togo and Liberia and Switzerland and Jamaica and New Zealand and Portugal and Bulgaria and Algeria and Finland and Rwanda and Guyana and the Virgin Islands and Argentina and Venezuela and Ecuador and Eswatini and everywhere in the world where we find the African diaspora holding down a Wakanda suburb. Including Ukraine. Including Ukraine. Can I go on a tangent for just a second? Tangent on. You know, there's a war going on. Like a war in Europe. The thing that nobody really wants, because that's been like the flashpoint for so many, you know, massive conflicts. And... Russia's invading Ukraine. and As we speak. As we speak. And you might say, well, wait a minute. You're this Afrocentric, you know, Afrofuturism for podcast. You know, why, why is this even germane? Number, it's not about us. It's not about us. But also, first of all, there's black people in Ukraine. Better recognize. You know, we're everywhere. Better recognize. I mean, so, so shout out to um, Joel um, Balomboy. He actually plays for a, a Russian team right now, but he was, uh, was formerly with the Utah Jazz and the Milwaukee Bucks. Going strong to the hole. Yes. Yeah. Ukrainian um, and black. Uh, That's right. Gaetana, a singer, sort of a pop singer, had just recently, recently released a single in 2020. Love um, it. You know, paper called A Paper Airplane. And so... If you haven't heard hip-hop in Ukraine, you ain't heard no hip-hop. <laughs> no, but I mean... So there are some black people in, in Ukraine. That's right. And... And yet, and yet, even if there weren't, which would be hard because we're everywhere, mm-hmm. why do we care? Number one, we are allies to all. Yes, we are. And number two, Russia is invading a democracy. And so, dear listener, imagine me saying this, but imagine Samuel L. Jackson saying this. So, say what again? You know what I'm going to say? Kuji Chagalia. That's right. Self-determination. They That's are right. self-determined democracy. That's right. That's being invaded. And so... Not having it. You know, that is, is, should be unacceptable to every person of goodwill. That's right. It should be unacceptable to every person of goodwill. That's right. Because you might say, well, that's them. That's over there. But you might say, you know, why should I care? Well, dear listener, if you don't care already, because odds are if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do. Amen. Let's hope so. But why should we all care is that they are a self-determined democracy and that's being smashed. And members of the human family. 
and they have chosen this path and they are a sovereign nation and they're now being invaded and haters are going to hate and haters are going to ask, well, why should we give extra special attention to Ukraine when there are things that are happening in Mali? There are things that are happening in other places in the motherland in Latin America. Things are happening in the Caribbean. Why are we giving so much attention to what's happening in Ukraine? This is just my opinion. But pine, the, pine on. <laughs> but the thing is, is that it's one thing when you have these more regional conflicts. And you might say the whole the Ukrainian thing is just a regional contract, conflict. But it's a regional conflict with one of the major global powers coming back and smashing a small democracy. And... And frankly, if you look at the size of Ukraine, Ukraine actually is a pretty big country. If you were to overlay Ukraine onto the United States, it would stretch from like New York to like maybe Detroit or Chicago. So, I mean, it's a big, it's a physically big country. But if Russia can do this and get away with it, then that's going to embolden other major players. When they, when they quote smaller countries, unquote, um, are doing sort of different things and having their own conflicts. Equally. Equally tragic. Equally troublesome. And equally problematic. I mean, sovereign nations should respect the sovereignty of other sovereign nations. But when the big players on the global scene start crushing their neighbors and the world sort of stands by, and time will tell. Dear listener, hopefully by the time you listen to this, maybe something's been resolved, maybe. But if it isn't, and the world stands by and just clutches our pearls and says, oh, no, you shouldn't do this, then that's going to embolden China, who wants to take back Taiwan and a few other places. Uh, yeah. and, and it's going to embolden these guys to kind of really, it'll essentially change the world that we've become accustomed to all of our lives. A world of war. And makes it one to where, you know, the bullies kind of take over. Well, that is the story of humanity to some degree. Bullies have been taking over. But we've had a long stretch. A long stretch of bullies, actually, in human history. Yes, a long stretch of bullies in human history. Uh, yes, I agree 100%. But lately, in our lifetimes, we've had a long stretch of not quite so much heavy-handed bullying. And now you've got tanks rolling through the streets. Well, depends on how one would define sort of colonialism. Not a bully pulpit, but a bully practice. But I get your point. I get your point. In, ter in terms of like major powers doing these sorts of things is what I'm talking about. And, and quite frankly, in Europe, which is, is like this tinderbox that has sparked global conflicts repeatedly. So that was my first thing. And then, if that's okay... If everyone's okay with that, then what happens when the tanks start rolling down your street? When, like, when, like, the governor starts telling, you know, one family to look out against another family to make sure that they're doing the right thing, or what they say is the right thing, or what the government says is the right thing. Oh, wait, that's already happening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I'm going to go on another tangent for just a second. Pine on. And give, and give my anti-shout out to... Yep. Governor Greg Abbott of Texas. Governor, Governor Abbott, Abnot, Ab Trippin. 
you know, because Abject. He, right. He told state health agencies in Texas to that medical treatments being provided to transgender adolescents widely considered to be the standard of care in medicine by trained medical doctors should then be classified as child abuse. And further, he goes on to encourage families if they, to report other families who are, who, are, who are the parents of these transgender children. And you might again say, wait, what does that have to do with, with Afrofuturism and, and moving forward and all that other stuff? It's not about us. It's not about us. We are allies to all. Amen. And, and just as if you, dear listener, are, a, are not a part of the larger black community, you ostensibly can't have an idea of what our lived experience is. And quite frankly, maybe not. And I can't really have a deep understanding of your lived experience. Ain't nothing like the pure vibranium reality, though. And the same thing. We stand with our LGBTQIA plus brethren. We stand with them 100%. Because, 110. Because I, as a cisgendered male, mm-hmm. do have no idea what their lived experience is like. Amen. And I have no idea what the experience is like to be the parent of a child who's going through that right now. Amen. And so who am I and who is the government to say, well, that's abuse or that's whatever, because they have no idea of what that lived experience is like. And quite frankly, you know, down there in Texas and some of these other places are kind of like, oh, well, you know, live free or die. Sorry, that's New Hampshire. But um, don't tread on me or whatever. Well, then don't tread on these people. Stop treading. Stop treading. You know, because at the end of the day, it does not impact you in some negative way. If they're living their life and they're having being acknowledged and loved and cared about, isn't that what we all want? Isn't that how we all move forward? Amen. All in it together. It sounds trite, but that is the, the, the most true thing there is. Right. We all have to love one another. And if someone writes in and says, well, my fill-in-the-blank book says that no, I shouldn't, I would say, where does it say to hate anybody? And you might say, oh, well, in this chapter and on this verse, it's like, okay, well, like, go back to the canonical source, the person who the whole thing is based on. Fill-in-the-blank, religion, whatever. Tell me where they say that. Tell me where they say to hate somebody. Last time I checked, in the books that I read, God is love. God is love. And so we love them. We love each other. Amen. And we stand with them. So that's the first thing. Full stop. Secondarily, because I want them to stand with us. (laughs) I mean, selfishly. But we stand with them. Amen. And we stand with them. We stand with um, them. Again, it's a long long path away from Ukraine because we stand with the Ukrainians too. Brother Opine, it's totally fine. (laughs) But but we stand with you. So we are allies to all. Amen. We are here for you. Yes. And we admonish all of us to love one another and to call it out when you see someone doing something that's not that. I saw earlier today a tweet from someone who said that 100% of trans 
gendered folks are made in the image of God? And I said, yes. Amen. We are all made in the image of the Most High. Exactly. So if you're listening to us right now and want to discuss a particular issue, or if you have recommendations for us, we want to hear from you. You can reach Anton at Anton at skyisblack.com. And you can hit me up at bfrancisclark at skyisblack.com. Now I'm going to get all those emails from people. That's right. (laughs) But bring it. Bring it. You can also find us on social media at sky is underscore B to the L to the C to the K. So sky is underscore BLCK. That's right. On Twitter, on Instagram, and Facebook. And you can find us on our website at skyisblack.com. That's right. So, horchata con espresso. Horchata con espresso. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that. I need some caffeine. Maybe I'll go and do fewer rants now that I've got a little caffeine. Rant going. on. Rant on. Get your rant on. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that was actually a nickname of mine when I was in college. Rant on Anton. So, <laughs> yeah, here we go. I'm back at it. It's all good. Full circle, pure vibranium circle. Horchata con espresso. Horchata con espresso. Cafe de leche. That's right. Shout out to you guys. You're allies to all. That's right. Small, local. Yes. It is not about you. It is not about me. It is about NK. Yeah, let's get back to NK. And by the way, you know, speaking of NK, I tried to finally order uh, Far Sector, um, the comic book. Sold out. That's right. Sold out. That's right. Can't get it anywhere because I'm finally getting caught up on getting ready to do my reading. So, NK, call me. Send me a copy of, of, of Far Sector. So, what else is going on? Uh, you know, I'm doing pretty good. It's cold out here on the Tech Deck. Yes, it is. Um, I, got, I got a little chill. <laughs> Which is why. Shout out to Oprah. <laughs> why the, the hot... Or con espresso, and you know, is kicking in, and I've got even though not maybe not quite enough yet because I've got like sort of like another quasi shout out. Oh lord! Oh <laughs> um, but this lord! Is, but this is good. Uh, this Orchata is a, con espresso. Yeah, kick in, save Lord me. have mercy, save me. But you know, a quasi shout out, not because there's anything wrong, but to billionaire Robert F. Smith. Yes, indeed, uh, he is the billionaire founder of Vista Equity Partners mm-hmm. and he has thrown his hat into the ring to potentially which is why it's only a quasi shout out because it hasn't happened yet fingers maybe, crossed though fingers, fingers crossed. crossed maybe to get the um, the Denver Broncos that would be awesome and you might say well so what or why because because Brian Flores needs some love well seriously I mean You've got him, and you've got he's got hired what by Pittsburgh. He did, uh, and then you've got um, Robert Saleh, um, Mike Tomlin, and Ron Rivera over in Washington. Yes, that's it in terms of head coaches in the NFL. Head coaches of color, yeah, and yet, and yet, seventy-one percent of the players, according to the Institute for Diversity and Ethics in Sports and NBC News. According to the eye test, yeah. 71% of the players in the NFL were people of color. That's right. And so... But zero black owners. Right. Zero. And so 
How do we move forward? How does we make progress? You got to have people who are helping lead the organizations. That's right. Not just at the coaching level. And that's important because we just mentioned just a handful of coaches. Four. But then also in the owner's box. That is absolutely necessary at this stage of the game. Absolutely important. You got to have representation up and down the hierarchy there. And speaking of sports, speaking of stadiums, we've been talking the past couple episodes about the Bernard and Shirley Kinsey exhibit at SoFi Stadium. Home of the Super Bowl. Home of the Super Bowl. Go Rams. Go Rams. R-A-M-S Rams. (laughs) Shout out to Rancho Mirage Elementary School. So people may be wondering if I've actually gone to that exhibit yet because it launched on February 23rd. And sadly, the answer to that question is I have not yet. Right. Not yet. But I am going. I absolutely do want to see the exhibit in that particular context. I mentioned before that I have seen much of their collection already. have so much respect and admiration for the both of them and absolutely support what they have done over the years and support what SoFi Stadium is doing in terms of getting itself embedded into the larger L.A. community. What great things they did for Inglewood. What great things they did for Inglewood for having the Super Bowl right there. It was so good for the community, so good for business there, the small businesses there. Yes. And I see you, Orleans, in New York. <laughs> I, saw, I saw your food out there in the food court and all the things you were doing. We love you guys. That's right. Because <laughs> they, they, they actually, my wife's a, a tough grader when it comes to uh, New Orleans food, you know, Louisiana food. You know, she has to here. represent. I mean, you know, if, I mean, who else is going to represent? She's got to. She has to. And she says that while it's not the same as a New Orleans, Orleans po' boy, mm-hmm. it's pretty darn close. So shout out to you, Orleans and York Deli. Not a po' boy, just struggling. <laughs> just disheveled. Something like that. On the way to Nick's check cashing. <laughs> Something like that. But they're good. They're tasty. Mm-hmm. Yes. I haven't had a po' boy in a long, long, long time. A lot of carbs in a po' boy. Yes, there are. A lot of carbs. <laughs> you say that so begrudgingly, and I'm kind of like, no. yes, there are. <laughs> I say that uh, I say that with a tear in my eye, slowly, slowly falling down my face. Shout out to Smokey Robinson. That's right. But they're good po' boys, though. So we... I've gotten a lot of feedback, as we always do, mm-hmm. on various things. But people have been hitting us up about the episode we did about the Wakanda National Art Museum and the great artists that we profiled in that episode. And of course, that episode never ends. That's that, right. That is an ongoing episode. We are constantly shouting out and praising the work of great artists of African descent around the world in whatever Wakanda suburb they may find themselves in. Mm -hmm. And so I know there's somebody that you wanted to talk about today. I actually got, this was um, a couple weeks ago, I got hit up uh, by uh, a listener saying, hey, have you heard of this guy? And actually, I'll admit I hadn't. And so I will gently, carefully see if I can say his name right. Go ahead, name butcherer. (laughs) Otis Kwame Kai Brother Kwai. strong already. Oh, Otis. I, no, you cut Otis me off. Kwame Kwai. Come on now. 
Otis. That, bro- that brother's on point. <laughs> so, Otis, Kwame, Kai, Kwaiko. You get in this house right now. <laughs> Otis, Kwame, Kwai, get in this house right now. Otis, Kwame, Kai, Kwaiko. He's Ghanaian, but lives in Portland. And shout out to him because he has his first solo show coming up um, starting March 10th through the April 16th in Paris. Nice. From Ghana to Portland to Paris. Exactly. Very nice. At the, and then I, I'm going to butcher the French name too. Go ahead, name the, butcherer. Um, Almin Rick Gallery in Paris. And <laughs> I just called that gallery down there. <laughs> and here come the sirens saying, oh, he killed the name again. But you can find out more about this show. First of all, you can find out about more about him on Instagram at Otis, O T I S. O to the E. O to the T to the I to the S. Underscore Q U A I C O E at Instagram. And then you can find out more about this exhibition. At that gallery down there. At that gallery down there. Um, the gallery is Almin Rick. That's A L M I N E R E C H dot com. Yo, can you tell me where Rick's gallery is? <laughs> I'm just looking for Rick's gallery. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's Rick's gallery. Yes. <laughs> but it's an amazing show, and and he's and Otis is doing an amazing work, you know, because he was uh, artist in residence at the Rubel Museum um, for like a year, and just has some really great pieces. He tends to have people have these enigmatic visages that look out at you. You know, and and get fixed on the on the gaze of who are you looking at? Seriously, but it's it's great, and so I really uh, recommend that you check him out. Shout out to our brothers and sisters in Paris and in Portland, and in Rick's gallery. <laughs> but seeing as we're talking about galleries, I definitely got to give a shout out to my homeboy Terrell Tilford. Go Bears! As you know, we've been wanting to do a episode from his space in Los Angeles for some time now. Hopefully, God willing, we'll be able to do that. But for those who are not familiar with Terrell Tilford, he has a gallery in Los Angeles that is called Band of Vices. And this place is amazing. You know, the the exhibitions that they have going on there. I mean, we've been following them for a while now. And wow. I mean, he has been an advocate for art. For decades now, and so I have so much respect for him. Borderline national treasure, mm-hmm. certified local treasure, and about to be international treasure. It's a great spot. So let me share what he has to say about what their space does. Mm-hmm. He says, There was a time when it was bad to be black, a time when brown was illegal, a time when being gay or queer was immoral time when those less abled were abominable. There were times when being different was a vice. We reject those labels. Yep. For those historically undervalued, overlooked, or cast aside, we say, now is your time. Now is our time. We are creating a band of vices. We reject colonialism. We reject tribalism. We reject exclusivity. We embrace uniqueness diversity and inclusion we embrace love we 
are a band of vices. And they're down in L.A. That's right. Over on West Adams. That's right. Better recognize. <laughs> and you can find out more about them and about the, the gallery and the event space. So once we get past, you know, all this that's going on and we can begin to have events again, you know, you can, they can do seated dinners and they can do cocktail receptions. And I mean, they can, they have a very flexible space down there. They do it all. And so you can find out more at bandofvices.com. Shout out to you, Terrell. Much love. Go Bears. All right, so we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some important stuff. We're going to talk about Tamit. We're going to talk about the road to Wakanda. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about everything in between. Because <laughs> that is how we do it. Sky is black. Sky is vices. Yeah, seriously, this is a great place. Sky is black. Sky's NK. <laughs> Heads up, everybody. I'm B. Francis Clark. And I'm Anton Anderson. And we have a big announcement to make. Big. Starting on January 1st, 2022, we are launching the Year, Year of, of Ujama. Now, most of you probably recognize that word Ujama from the Pan African Heritage Holiday Kwanzaa which means in Swahili cooperative economics, which we will talk about in detail. Yeah. But I have a question about personal economics first. And that is what percentage of your discretionary and disposable income actually supports black businesses. You mean outside of coffee, outside of coffee, real talk. I would say it's probably not as much as I would like to think it is. If I were to reflect on my own finances, which is always a terrifying thing to do, <laughs> but when I reflect on my own finances, I would say that it's probably less than 5%. Yeah, I would say probably less than 5% for me too, which I'm embarrassed to say. I'm ashamed to say. Talking the talk, but not walking the walk. Imagine what we would accomplish if we just moved from 2% of our dollars to 5% of our dollars, 10% of our dollars. Hey. Fifty percent of our dollars. Think about that. What that would do. What would happen if we all took whatever that percentage is in your in your household? What if that suddenly went to twenty percent? What if we all did that? Not because we're anti anybody, no. But in terms of simply supporting businesses that support us and that represent us, accepting the challenge. So yeah, the year of Ujama, three hundred and sixty-five days of Ujama. And we want you guys to come along. So we're asking you, dear listener, to join us as we embark upon this this journey. And we're not doing this as sort of like a cold turkey, you know, one-off sort of stunt. Walking the walk. But really, yeah, walking that walk in a sustainable, durable way. We're looking to actually change our lives. And along the way, especially if we do it collectively, change the lives of black businesses throughout the diaspora. And so check out our journey. Some of it's going to be amazing. Some of it will might not be quite so amazing, but challenge accepted. 365 days of pure vibranium ujama. ujama. Boom. Walk that talk. Welcome back to Sky is Black. Tech deck in effect. Absolutely. It's chilly out here, but it's good. It's all good. 
Horchata con espresso. Horchata con espresso. It's getting a little chilly now. Yeah, no, so it was piping hot a little while ago, and now it's a little on the cold side. Even though I will say, Cafe de Leche.com, their iced horchata con espresso is really good on like a hot day. There we go. That stuff is really great. There we go. Mika Shavala. I mentioned this brother last week. Has a platform that he calls Swahili Nation. He's launching something new. One Africa. He has been preaching one Africa. Tons of languages, tons of ethnicities, all kinds of differences. Yep. But has been pushing for one Africa. So he is launching that platform on February 26th. Nice. He is currently in Ethiopia where he's going to be for a while. That's where it's going to be launched, uh, which of course makes total sense because that's where the African Union is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the birthplace of humanity. And so, huge shout out to Brother Mika Shavala. We expect to have him on the podcast at some point or another. That's right. Um, and if you don't check out the One Africa launch, we will certainly talk about that in our next episode. Mission of that is to defend the image and heritage of Africa, decolonize the mind through authentic knowledge, and create a bridge for oneness and a peaceful Africa. I love it. And where can we find out more about that? You can follow Mika on Twitter at Mika Shavala, M-I-K-A-C-H-A-V-A-L-A. So M-I-K-A-C-H-A-V-A-L-A, Mika Shabala on Twitter. Shout out, brother. Look forward to chopping it up with you yeah, sometime soon. Definitely. On a completely like abrupt turn, I wanted to share with you this tweet that I saw from Kamala Harris. Brother Opine. <laughs> Doing the do. Yes. Well, I, well be, <clears throat> it came up, it came to my attention, and you know, we're we're in this mode to where we have to like sign up for do our re-enrollments and we have to like figure out what we're gonna do for the summer and everything else. And this is kind of like a new thing for us because our son's in kindergarten. So we're just starting to get used to this whole cycle of mm-hmm. like, you know, the school year cycle and things like that. And so it, we had to look at our budget and everything else and say, Okay, well, we gotta go and pay for tuition and all this other stuff. Um, and then pay for camps or whatever we're gonna do in the summer. And I saw this tweet from uh, Kamala Harris saying that she tweeted <laughs> or someone on her staff tweeted um, if a black student has a black teacher by the end of third grade they are 13% more likely to go to college if they have two black teachers it's 32% investing in HBCUs and public education matters absolutely and part of why that resonated with me is that as we wind up Black History Month, uh, we're going to an event that is um, an outside event, an outdoor event, where they're geared towards little kids, mm-hmm. where they're going to introduce um, the HBCUs to you know younger kids. Amen. And Spellman, stand up. Howard, stand up. Tuskegee, stand up. And it's one of those things to where. On a clear day, what do you see? L.A. 
UCLA, UCLA, UCLA. I hadn't heard that. I love it, though. Our son knows about Berkeley. You're the tree. Go Bears. He knows that, that you know, Harvard, it's, it's a fine school. You know, the Stanford of the East. He knows that... Berkeley the, is the cow of the universe. <laughs> he knows that the very best college in the world is Dartmouth College. Go Big Green. And so I'm excited that he's also going to become familiar with the HBCUs. and Pure vibranium education. Yeah, and I only became aware of them, frankly, kind of like in high school and forward. Because my parents... Did not attend those schools. I've had many, many family members go to HBCUs. And well, and that actually wasn't the experience on both branches of, of my family. That was, that was not common. Um, I mean, actually, college education um, mm-hmm. was not as common, certainly in my parents' generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, in terms of that, those two particular families, mm-hmm. there wasn't, that actually wasn't happening. Uh, much more of a, of a vocational um, working class kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited that he's learning some more about that. And here come the helicopters coming to take me away. That's right. <laughs> they're like, uh-oh, they're talking about the HBCUs. HBCUs or Ukraine, one, one or the other, they're coming. Well, they're coming because, fine, bring it, because mm-hmm. I stand with them. That's right. Democracy, stand up. Democracy, stand up. And so... To me, that's one of those things that's been really kind of the nice thing about this year in particular for Black History Month has been the, I'm not sure quite what it is, which brings me. The blackness? Which brings me to the very first episode of what would BC say? Ah, what would BC say? No, this is not a segment that we want right here. Is what would BC say? What would BC say? See, the helicopters are already on the way already. <laughs> they knew. They, hacked they already me. know. The Russians have hacked my laptop mm. and they know what don't, I was going to do. Don't give that brother an open mic. That spells trouble. What would BC say has been the impact this year of Black History Month? Zero. <laughs> Zero. Because it isn't over yet? It's not over yet. And we're a country that doesn't take history very seriously. And so a lot of the things that are happening in Black History Month from the outside community to me is just, you know, what, what's the word that I'm looking for? Performative? Crumbs, crumbs of concern, crumbs of interest. It's like, oh, it's February, it's Black History Month. This is our time to pretend that we care about black people. Now, inside the veil, amongst people of African descent, Black History Month is a great month because it is a pure vibranium experience. Lots of events, really giving extra love and concern. But that's just Wakanda living. I mean, that's just what we do every day as people of African descent, as black people. And so... Big picture, the impact in my estimation is zero because we are doing our thing as we always do. And B, the outside community is just giving us crumbs of concern, which to me is ultimately meaningless. Okay. So uh, again, that's what happens 
when BC gets the open mic. That's why we don't want that right there. They will shut us down. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the ranting episode of Sky is Black. Seriously. <laughs> Take, taking it to the streets. Come on now. Taking it to the streets. Shoot, our ancestors been through hell. We got to represent up in this piece. You weren't expecting that. Um, no. And the good news is, is we can cut that ish right on out. Cut that ish right on out. But we can also reverse that with a what would Anton say and what would Anton do? So I will ask you this. And this is a totally different topic. Okay. Um, Bring it. What would Anton do if you were given $1,000 to start a brand new business? Now, this is something I might ask you on the Year of Ujama podcast, but we care very much about business, entrepreneurship, generational wealth. And so if you were given $1,000 to start a business and you were asked to turn that $1,000 investment into a billion-dollar company, what would you do with that $1,000? How long do I have to turn it into a billion? I don't know. As long as it takes. Because otherwise I'd just drop it into like, you know, an ETF. That's true. <laughs> you know, maybe I would drop it into some, uh, you know, depends on what, what your timeline is. Well, you might be able to drop it into an NFT right now and turn that into a quick, you know, 100,000. So they say. You know what I would do? I would say, I mean, a thousand isn't quite enough, but I would find, you know, to your point with regards to NFTs. You know, the people who made the most money during the gold rush, the, pe- the people looking... Non-Africans. Well, there's that. But the companies that are still around are Levi's. Levi to the Strauss? Yep. Okay. Um, I, think, um, I think 3M was originally part of that, I believe. 3 to the M. Because that was something minerals and mining was what the three... Two, some of those Minerals, M's. mining, and... Mofos, <laughs> minerals and mining, mother. <laughs> <laughs> so my point is, though, is that it wasn't the people who were in the gold rush who necessarily had the ongoing, sustainable, durable riches. It was the people who were the suppliers and the enablers. Yes. And so I'm not sure $1,000 would be enough, but maybe it would be. But Perhaps I would spend that thousand dollars. That's really that's not a lot of money. Gold plated NFT. But I would find something maybe to support the NFT economy and make it to maybe I would spend that um, on web resources or spend that on uh, a widget or an automation or something that would allow me to be in it but not of it. Excuse me, brother. Can I interest you in this widget? <laughs> It will only cost you $1,000. Actually, let me flip that. So I could be of it, but not in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the sense of finding some way to, for those who wish to participate in NFTs, I would spend that on making some kind of a tool that would either facilitate the creation of NFTs or spend that on some kind of a tool, maybe $1,000. Maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I would spend that on some production capabilities and such and maybe some uh, advertising budget to sell like an ebook or sell something that helped people understand nfts better and give some sort of guidance the title of that ebook is like 
My ebook made me a billion dollars. <laughs> and if you buy this ebook, it'll be a billion and ten dollars. Exactly. <laughs> and part two of part America's two. favorite game, what would Anton do and what would Anton say? Part two. What would Anton say if he saw people in Ukraine walking down the streets holding signs that said Kuji Chagulia? I'd say, thank you for listening. That's right. <laughs> thank you for listening. Because we stand with them. Kuji Chagulia. That's right. Self-determination. Everyone should have that right and should not be smashed by some larger player democracy stand up sovereignty stand up that's right black folks everywhere stand up mm-hmm. oh lord and I hear the helicopters <laughs> more, again more, more of these helicopters mm-hmm. keep circling around mm-hmm. <laughs> they're coming for us they, they can't thankfully we're underneath a beautiful ancient oak stand up but right now lay low <laughs> stand up but right now lay low this ancient oak is protecting us and uh, shielding us and shading us here out on the tech deck. O to the A to the K. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Let's see, what else we got jumping off these days? What else is happening in the world right now? Sister Tamit. Shout out to Tamit. Has been invited, has been invited to be the commencement speaker for the Berkeley School of Information. Nice. So Tamit will be in Calais later on this year. Fantastic. That may actually, because in our household, it's illegal for me to say go bears because my wife's a Stanford alum. Fear the tree. We fear no tree. <laughs> we fear no tree. But right on, Tamit. We're excited to hear about that, and we are excited to, I guess, watch that streaming. Yes, hopefully so. And that might be actually something worth going to see. I mean, I need to take my daughters up to visit Cal at some point or another. Mm-hmm. So that might be the time to do it. Check out a commencement address. But what we need to have is to meet to come to speak at Caltech, because that would be a perfect opportunity to show off your cooking skills around the dinner table. Uh, yeah, to meet. You're invited for dinner. So, yeah, come speak at Caltech. And then we're just maybe 10 minutes away. So, we'll. That would be the time. That, that, that's we'll the window have you over right for there. Dinner. That would be the window right yeah, there. Right then. So, uh, Sister Valinda over at Caltech, if you could work that out, would be fantastic. So, we'll just get an invitation out to, to meet, to come and speak to the folks at Caltech. And you can come to dinner too. Wakanda forever. That's right. And of course, we mentioned this before, but Tamit has an, an event coming up. Mm-hmm. The Social Science Research Council is launching a platform called Just Tech. They're having a launch event and a Q&A session on March 1st mm-hmm. with a who's who in the tech world. So Tamit will be there. Nice. Ruha Benjamin will be there. Mm-hmm. Boom. Alondra Nelson will be there. Boom. Safia Noble will be there. Boom. Go UCLA. Go Bruins. Go Bruins. On a clear day, what do you see? LA. UCLA. Um, I love it. Of course, we will put more information on our social media platform. So definitely check that out. 
you should definitely be following us as well because once we get to a thousand Twitter followers, that's right, I will be donating 20 hours to a nonprofit organization that is serving the Pan African community. Does that number go up? It did go up, and you caught that. <laughs> you caught that. Is that so, inflation? It is inflation, but it also sort of represents my heart and spirit. We definitely want to live lives that matter. We want to have an impact on the world. And so one of the things that I'm committed to is serving a nonprofit, a nonprofit Pan-African organization with every 1,000 Twitter followers that we get. Right on. So make sure that you're following us. Spread the news. Share the news. Because that's how we do it. That is how we do it. So, Miss Valinda, you're invited for dinner too. Wakanda forever. And all of you, dear listener, are invited to come along with us. You know, if we pull off this dinner, we'll let you know. And we'll keep you guys all in the loop on what we're making, what we're doing, and how that conversation goes with Tamit, ideally her, NK, a few other luminaries. That's right. And we will keep all of you listeners uh, appraised of what goes on and what comes out of that conversation. It's going to be an amazing conversation. Yes. One of many amazing conversations that we have here yes. on Sky is Black. Yes. Why? Because we are a forward-facing podcast. That's with right. innovators, artists, entrepreneurs, and... Mofos. Of African descent. Better recognize. <laughs> we've been just we've been on a tear today, but we want to thank you for indulging us on this episode of ranting. Because we stand with Ukraine, we stand with our with our LGBTQ brethren. We are all in it together. We are all getting our way to Wakanda together. Mm-hmm. So thank you for listening to us here on Sky is Black. Skyisblack.com. Check us out on social media. Sky is underscore B to the L to the C to the K. And that's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So check us out. Please let us know. Give us some feedback. Let us know other ideas you want us to discuss here on Sky is Black. And we will see you next time here on Sky is Black. Or Sky is Rant. <laughs> Sky is NK. Sky is Black. Sky is Sky is Orchata. <laughs> Orchata con espresso. Sky is babbling. <laughs> Sky is chilly. Seriously. Sky is Shavala. Yeah. Sky is black. Sky is NK. <laughs> <laughs>